0: or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit TNVacation.com. Tennessee. Sounds perfect.
1: Want to know where all the spring savings are this year? Ross. You'll find huge deals on all of the latest spring trends.
0: At Ross, you'll find name brands for 20 to 60% off department store prices. You're definitely finding your next favorite outfit at Ross.
1: We're talking about savings on your favorite shirts and tops. I mean, every style for spring. There's
0: something for the guys, too, with deals on brand name shirts.
1: And you can get outside this spring with the savings on outdoor tableware.
0: Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. If you really love savings, head to Ross
1: today. So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross. talk totally unfiltered about life pop culture and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality tv fandom mixed in of course
0: Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this to check it out you can search smart money happy hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts
1: uh it's ben here uh with my co-host this week sydney Latuaco. uh Sydney and I wanted to dedicate this episode to September 11th um, and the memory of those who sacrificed their lives and also um, served um, before then, uh, on that day, and and for all of us since then. Some of you listeners I, I know uh, are currently in the military and also are veterans, and we just want to say thank you.
3: Yeah, I just want to take the moment to pause and uh, out of our busy days, even though we're listening to this podcast, just to remember... What happened all those years ago and remember where we are today and honor those that have fallen.
1: So we hope uh, this podcast not only breaks down Passion in Paradise, but it also during afterwards and uh, in any moment that you take a step back, sit down and thank those who have given so much up for the life that we get to live. So thank you. Thank you. Let's get started. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. This week, like most weeks, we're bringing you two very special episodes. And this week, we thought we'd do something different. We're going to have Ashley, as you heard, on the first episode of Bachelor in Paradise. And then we're going to split up time and bring in guests from each episode to help us co-host, just so we get a clearer picture of what is actually going on in the beach, on the beach in a beach, whatever you do on the beach. Mm-hmm. And this week, as you heard the giggles, my <laughs> lovely, very likable, and long-standing Bachelor in Paradise contestant this season, Sydney is my co-host. Hey, Sydney, welcome Hi. to the podcast. Thanks,
3: man. I'm excited to be here.
1: Sydney, I have no clue how to say your last name.
3: Lotswako, like a W.
1: I would have never You could say like
3: Taco. That's usually my nickname. People usually get it wrong and just call me Taco. Yeah.
1: Is it going to be weird if this podcast I call you taco?
3: I mean, we should start it. I mean, we're talking about Bachelor in Paradise. There was a lot of tacos to be had there, so might as well start it, it now.
1: It, you don't see... Okay, in, on the Bachelor franchise, it feels like you don't see people eating very often. In Paradise, it feels like people are eating all the time. Is that just something we, we seem to see, or is it actually happening?
3: I feel like because on Paradise, it's like kind of a rolling footage, and in Bachelor, it's like you go on the date, and then you go here, and then you take a break, where in Bachelor in Paradise, you're kind of just there all the time, and you got to eat, so um, yeah, I think that's why you see us eat a lot more. It's a little bit more relaxed, I think, in Paradise than in like Bachelor
1: World. The rumor is that the food in Paradise is really good.
3: It is very good, and they make it for you, which is nice, too, Um, and you can kind of order your own thing, and there's, I guess, like a secret menu that people we learned as um, some old castmates came along. So you kind of like make your own whatever you want and you get creative towards uh, the end.
1: <laughs> I like the idea of this. Um, that's it'd be dangerous for me. I'm a big chips and salsa fan. Oh my God. And the so guacamole a- is fire. Mm. Oh, paradise would be really bad for me. Uh, Hey, if anybody's out there listening and going, who the heck is Sydney? Well, you should know, but we should give you a little update as well. She's from Virginia, recently moved to Los Angeles, California. We'll talk about that. She's known uh, from Colton Underwood season of The Bachelor. Also, she's been on Bachelor in Paradise. She hit it off with Mike Johnson and then was interested in Matt Donald. Matt Donald, though, chose Brie Barnes as we watched last night. And Sydney, unfortunately, went home. Sydney, let's start here with you personally. Yes. You live in Virginia and you've recently moved to Los Angeles. What was the thought process?
3: Um, I actually figured that I wanted to move to LA when I was on Bachelor, um, because I was living in New York at the time and I had been there for like nine years. And I was sitting like you just sit around and kind of think about your life all day long. And I realized from not being in like the rat race of New York and not focusing on work that I was actually unhappy there. And uh, it took me going on the show and kind of being removed from my life to realize that. So then I was like, OK, at least I know that when I leave the show, no matter what happens, I need a change. So L.A. was that change for me.
1: And I'm it, here. What are you hoping <laughs> you get out of L.A.? Like what are, what are some of those things you you desire from the West Coast?
3: Um, I just wanted a new energy. I was so overwinter and I think just naturally I'll be happier, just one in sunshine. But I also, I want to keep dancing. I want to keep performing. I want to get more into that world and the commercial part of things. So LA is the place to do that. And I'm hoping that this will be like the rocket ship into the rest of my career. So, yeah.
1: Good for you. Well, hey, how many people do you know? We were talking before the podcast started. You're hoping to meet some friends in Los Angeles. Yeah. Uh, how is the best way to befriend you in this world?
3: You know, you can just DM me or in <laughs> that old work, I am I look at my DMs and I will respond. So yeah, let's be friends. We have
1: a- We have The Almost Famous Podcast has a a lot of listeners in the Los Angeles area. I have a feeling your DMs are going to blow up for multiple (laughs) reasons. Yeah, Uh, as long as you're
3: not private, then we can move forward. That was the problem for before. I was getting like date DMs and I was like, well, unless I know what you actually look like and you're not a predator, I can't tell if you're private. So start there.
1: (laughs) That's a good point. Publicize your... uh,
3: Step one, be public. Sydney,
1: has your DMs just blown up during Paradise? It's always amazing to me. You know, we go through The Bachelor. You're there for either one week or, I don't know, 10 weeks. But either way, you know, your social media following does increase. Mm -hmm. But it feels like after Paradise... Does it does it jump again or is it stay about the same?
3: I think it it definitely took a jump when I because I think you saw me a lot more in Paradise and you get to know people's personalities. And I think people get to know you more and kind of feel like they can easily talk to you like they know you. Um, Yeah. So I definitely had a a bump since Paradise, which they've all been positive and great. So it doesn't hurt to have nice messages. Right. (laughs) Especially when you leave the show.
1: Yeah, I feel like there's only a few this season that are probably getting Hayden on, uh, yeah. which brings me to some of the main topics. Before we break down this week's episode, I, I want to talk to you about some of the main things that have happened this season on Paradise and get your perspective on it. Let's Did do it. I have spoken to Blake a few times um, as a friend. A, a lot of the stuff <sighs> I, I just won't discuss. But uh, one of the shocking things that he told me was he and and you got to feel for the guy in this moment. Mm-hmm. He told me he's like, "Hey, everything did not go well. Like, I made some bad decisions. This is kind of I'm summarizing what he told me. I made some bad decisions went to Paradise thinking like it was going to be okay, and it just wasn't. Like that that was on me. He's like, but the one thing I didn't expect, and the one thing that hurt the most was watching it back and seeing how anti Blake everybody in Paradise was because I thought they were my friends. Like I thought I had friends. Yeah, on the beach, Sydney. From your perspective." Mm-hmm. Did he have friends on the beach or did people really just not like Blake?
3: I think he definitely had friends on the beach. I just think that as more started to come out, people were like, oh, maybe this guy's lying to us. And I think everyone just kind of tread, treaded lightly with him. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I had, I mean, everyone knew deep down he was a great guy, but he just kept making wrong choice after wrong choice. So we were all kind of like, dude, get your together essentially Mm -hmm. um so yeah i mean i was friends with him and i would hear him out but a lot of times he just made a lot of bad choices and he i almost think that he needed to have left paradise to really figure out everything he needed to and he kind of just stuck around i think almost too long because it just kept getting worse um you gotta hand it to him for at least like, you know, sticking it out and um, trying to fix it, even though it didn't really work out in the end. But I mean, he had friends. I think it was also hard because we were all friends with Kaylin as well. And she was giving us a big part of the story that he wasn't giving us. So it was trying us trying to figure out like who to listen to and whose side to take essentially.
1: Yeah, it's, you know, I think for Blake, I wonder if he would agree, but I agree with you. It's like, mm-hmm. all right, Blake, you made a mistake. I don't think at your core, you're an intentionally bad human. Like you didn't go into this to like hurt everybody in your weight, mm-hmm. but then it just did feel like this whole season of paradise, every decision he made was like the wrong, like there's a right or wrong. Like he yep. you get a path in front of you and it seems like he just kept going down the wrong path and then the wrong path and then the wrong path. Yep. And it just, he couldn't get out of it.
3: I think because uh, he was just trying to protect what his image used to be and like what he had before, where he needed to almost start from like ground zero and build up. Instead, he was like trying to like get back to where he was, like kept trying to climb, but kept getting like pushed off. So yeah, he just needed to rebuild, but he was trying to like start from the middle.
1: <laughs> the other big storyline this season, Sydney, was you and Mike Johnson. Uh, yeah, you guys hit it off. You had something. Now that ended a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. But my question for you is: It should. Or how would you feel about Mike Johnson being the next Bachelor?
3: I think he, I mean, I have so much respect for Mike and we didn't get there, obviously, but I think he would make a wonderful Bachelor. And I think that he would be a refreshing refreshing Bachelor. We haven't seen someone of color yet. And not only is he that, but he also is this like extreme light of a person. He's respectful. He is fun. He has a smile of like the best smile I've ever seen. I think he'd make a great Bachelor.
1: What are like his best qualities? So we didn't get to see a lot of them. No. And uh, Which was coming sad. off of The Bachelorette, I was a Mike Johnson supporter for Bachelor. And then I said, hey, you know, I haven't seen a lot of them on Paradise. I haven't. I'm not invested into his story right now. Yeah. So I get why, you know, he could be a bachelor still, but I don't know if he's the top choice. Yeah. I don't know Mike Johnson anymore. Sydney, you got to know him very well. Mm-hmm. What are some of his best qualities?
3: He has the biggest heart of, I think, anyone on that beach. Um, He also has, like, he said this about me, but he has extreme, like, amazing core values, and he is, like, just a fun guy to be around, and he wasn't there to, like, be on TV. He was there to actually build a relationship, and he represented that, I think, and that I found the most refreshing because I think the problem with this season is a lot of us, or not a lot of us, but a lot of people came onto the beach kind of with... A plan for themselves that didn't always pan out where Mike was just trying to be there for the experience of finding someone for him to take outside of paradise and be with so he was yeah. refreshing in that in that crazy Beach
1: <laughs> I wonder what do you think like I wonder if doing that kind of having that mindset which is what you'd hope would be the right mindset mm mm-hmm. um, I get, I mean, you know, you come on this to try to build a relationship and find a relationship. I wonder if that does better when you're the bachelor or on the bachelor than it does in paradise, because paradise feels like mm-hmm. you need to be really assertive, really on top of it. It stresses me out because one week you're in love and two days later, somebody's walking down the stairs and they take your you know love interest on a date. Like that stuff yeah. doesn't sit well with me. And I, what do you think? Do you think like maybe that mindset of, Hey, I'm here to commit to search to find and then if that mm-hmm. doesn't work out, leave. Do you think that works out well in paradise?
3: I mean, that was the mindset I came into. Um, I think this just like depends on the person and what you are on the show for. I wasn't there to um, BS, and I wanted. I was there to find a relationship, and I unfortunately didn't. I don't know. I think that no matter what, you have to be aggressive in that world too. And like obviously, there's plus pluses to being on the show, and things come out of it. But I think for me at least, and for people like Mike, I think that having an authentic experience is better than trying to fabricate whatever end goal you're trying to get. But I mean, to each their own, right? Like paradise is, there's no rules and you can kind of do whatever you want. Um, I guess choose how you're going to operate in that very interesting environment.
1: Speaking of to each their own, then why didn't you and Mike work out? I mean, you you have like really good things to say about Mm -hmm. him. Um, it felt like it was a a good relationship. Yeah. Um, you know, one of my biggest complaints this season about paradise is I don't feel like I am able to see why couples work and why couples don't work. I think that's been missing aside. Yep. Yeah. They've been pushing aside. So I I think everybody would be asking if you, if you think so highly of them, (laughs) what happened?
3: Um, I think for whatever reason, Mike and I, we connected a lot, but we were on different pages as far as where our relationship was. He was moving faster than I was, and I wanted to, I kept pushing myself to kind of meet him where he was at, Um, because after he went on the date with Kaylin, he kind of like beelined for me and like went right into like pursuing me, and it kind of Mm -hmm. was like abrupt for me at first, because I was like, oh, I thought you liked Kaylin, like you took her out. I was a little confused, so I was kind of just like playing catch up, and Um, I just couldn't fully get there and I, out of respect for him and I know like what he's looking for and what he came here for, I was like, I don't want to hold you back anymore, which is essentially why we um, kind of broke things off because he went to the wedding with Chris and Crystal and he had talked Mm -hmm. to Angela and a couple of people that he was interested in and he had told me about it and I was like, well, it sounds like your heart's being pulled in that direction and he felt like he finally was himself when he went to that wedding and was able to like get out of like his head and I was like I don't want to hold anyone back and I want I don't want you to feel like you're not yourself around me so we kind of just like parted ways we had a conscious uncoupling (laughs) if you yeah for other better terms yeah
1: Yeah, it was like a, it was a kind breakup, which doesn't always happen on Paradise and especially doesn't always happen as we get farther to the end. Hey, Sydney, (laughs) I'm going to ask you a question and then what we're going to do is we're going to take a break to talk about some of our our great sponsors. And then when we come back from the break, uh, I'm going to have you answer the question. So you get a little time to think about it. Okay, Sydney, what was uh, one or two or three or maybe eight things that happened in Paradise that we haven't seen or have not seen on the show? that was exciting intriguing weird different funny whatever just some stories that the viewers didn't get to see sydney we'll come back and uh, answer that question in just one second but first let's take a break
0: what keeps baby skin healthy For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician-recommended brand. Want to know where all the spring savings are this year? Ross, you'll find huge deals on all the latest spring trends.
1: At Ross, you'll find brand names for 20 to 60% off department store prices. You're definitely finding your next favorite outfit.
0: We're talking about savings on your favorite shirts and tops, and I mean every style for
1: spring. There's something for the guys, too. With deals on brand name shirts.
0: And you can get outside this spring with savings on outdoor tableware.
1: Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. If you really love savings, head to Ross today. So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross.
0: There's nothing like having a clean space. I can't say that I have it a ton with a toddler, but when I do... It's magical. And I also love it when I can add a little bit of my own sort of favorite candle, favorite scent, favorite throw blanket, you know, just express your personal style while the space is perfectly clean. Well, that's where Clorox and Tiva comes in because Clorox have these clean scents that'll fit your vibe with coconut grapefruit or lavender you can discover your own signature scent it's clean so it's that trusted clean that you know that you get with clorox and it's captivating with scents that just can speak to you with a powerful clean and refreshing scent clorox sentiva cleans like clorox and feels like confidence get yours now at a retail store near you
1: famous.
0: You can use the promo code famous, that's promo code famous at twc.health/famous. Hey, it's Ben and it's Ashley, and we want to let you know that choking is the fourth leading cause of accidental deaths.
1: LifeVac is the easiest, safest and only non-invasive choking rescue device that can save the life of your loved one. Visit lifevac.net and enter promo code almost famous. To save 20% and secure your home kit today, that's lifevac.net and enter promo code almost famous. Sydney uh, is co hosting with me. Well, let's call her Taco. I, I feel like I want to say your first and last name, and uh, <laughs> it's just going to get really weird if I do. Yeah, it just makes best, everything
3: easier. <laughs> I'm
1: sorry. It's, it's not good of me. It really isn't. I, I just. Lou, let me you try feel one time. To you. <laughs> yeah, let me try one time. Lo <laughs> Tuaca. Almost. Well, yeah, there you go. Tuaca. Yeah, Tuaca. Sid- Suaca is with me. <laughs> um, Sydney was uh, once again uh, one of the favorites in uh, Paradise this year. We saw her go home this week. We'll get to talk about that in a second. But before we do, I've asked Sydney. What are some stories from Paradise that we didn't get to see as viewers that we would have liked to seen or that she would have liked to have been shown? Sydney, you have an answer?
3: Yeah, I have a few. Um, one, everything that Mike and I talked about, I feel like it would have been a refreshing um, part of Paradise where you actually saw like a, um, a, a good relationship building and two human beings trying to connect in this insane type of environment and actually being there for the reasons I think Paradise is ultimately trying to create. Um, also there's just like funny moments throughout. Um, there is a moment where Nicole and I were teaching JPJ how to dance and we taught him like some like hair flips and all kinds of wild moves. At, at, yeah. he is a one, he's like an alien, honestly, but, um, <laughs> he's pretty funny to watch dance. That was really, really funny. I mean, you saw a lot of moments of JPJ, but there's millions more.
1: <laughs> Can you, uh, thank you for answering that question. And, and I want to kind of follow up on that. Our listeners have been emailing us like crazy and tweeting us. And then, you know, Ashley and I have talked about it a few times now. I met JPJ once at the wedding. Mm -hmm. He was super nice. He came up to me. He shook my hand. He said hello. He made me feel welcome to uh, a show that I wasn't on but we watch it back and it felt like JPJ had like two weeks of breaking down. Like it wasn't Mm -hmm. the JPJ that we knew and fell in love with. Yeah. What happened? Do you have any insight into why all the things changed?
3: This is what I think happened. I think he fell in love with Taisha and didn't know what to do with himself and then didn't know how to express those emotions. I also think he was being respectful to her because she's a more of a private person. And I think they had private moments together where she didn't really want to have the whole beach knowing about their relationship. So I think he was trying to essentially keep them a secret or like keep them to each other. And then he started seeing Derek kind of come swoop in on Tasha and start like having um, a relationship kind of build with her. And I, I think he got overwhelmed and just kind of reacted. And we all saw how that ended up happening. <laughs>
1: yeah, you know that's that's a good point. It's a good lesson for all of us. Love yeah. makes us do some crazy things.
3: It truly does.
1: <laughs> and JPJ was legitimately, you believe, in love with Tasha. one
3: hundred percent. I think head he just, over heels, yeah. sold out. I think it was unexpected for him. and I think he didn't know how to handle those emotions. And I think he was there for fun and didn't expect anything to come out of it and then fell head over heels for Tasha.
1: It's one of the best, you gave us the best explanation for what happened than we've heard yet. My thought is this, I wonder, and I have no clue, JPJ's love story. Mm-hmm. You might, yeah. you know, I remember if we go back, I don't know how many times JPJ has been in love in his life, mm-hmm. but if we go back to like middle school, right? I don't know if it changes from middle school to when you're 30, that first love, like when it hits you it hits you hard and it makes you do weird things. Like yeah. it does make you cry at unexpected moments. It makes you text somebody 30 times a day. You call them at every moment you get a chance to, you worry about them every second. Like that first love, at least yeah. for me, like shook me, shook me bad. Did it, I mean, do you think that's what happened? Was it his first love?
3: I think so. I mean, the old, I remember talking to him at the beginning and he had mentioned like a girlfriend in college that he dated all through college, it sounded like they might've been in love, but not the way that he was in love with Tayshia. Um Yeah. So I think it, I think it's exactly what you just described. He kind of just lost control and couldn't control his emotions and how he was reacting. And I think that's because he was, he was in love.
1: <laughs> love does like love is a, is a really powerful deal. Isn't that why we watch this show? I think we, so. We've asked it a few <laughs> times. Like, do you watch it for the drama or do you do watch it for the love? And last week we, we asked that question to our listeners and they mostly came back with the drama uh, which is a little (laughs) bit unfortunate (laughs) but i do think the love is the thing that keeps us watching yeah right you want to have that
3: happy ending after going through all the ups and downs that you do watching these seasons so yeah i think that that's the end goal of everything and we're all rooting for love
1: (laughs) Mm, beautiful look at us (laughs) hey um sydney we're gonna dive into the show now all right and what happened in this week's episode and it just happens to be that I think the very first thing we should talk about is what's led up to this moment in this week, and that's your relationship with Matt Donald. Um, hey, Matt has been really great to me. He messaged me on Instagram and said uh, he's a listener of the podcast and he appreciates the nice things said. And I think Matt Donald seems like the type of guy that you would love to take home to your parents, uh, to your grandparents, uh, that you'd love to take to any situation and yeah. he's going to be great in it. Uh-huh. Um, I think I, I talked about last week. I think the whole, like bring up mom thing was a little bit much. I love my mom. <laughs> he wouldn't but stop. I re- <laughs> really loved his mom. Like Sydney, I, you know, break it down a little bit for us. Leading up to this moment, Matt obviously had two wonderful women Yeah, that were both interested in him. Mm-hmm. He was doing this while sabotaging himself by talking about his mom in every romantic sense. Oh, bless. What pulled you to this guy? What made you like him so much? And then I also want you to like pick at him a little bit. Yeah, he's fine. He's heard me do. And he still thanked me for saying he's a nice guy because he is. I think he's a great guy, but <laughs> he's a good sport he's a good sport about this, but why did he talk about his mom?
3: Here's my thing with Matt or yeah, Matt Donald. He, I think one, he's a fan of the show. Um, he came into it as a super fan of bachelor nation. So that kind of set him behind and he had only been on Hannah's season for one night and he Mm -hmm. got sent home. So he came into the end of Paradise, all of us had been there a while. Plus, all of us had been on the show before. We were used to the cameras. We were used to being around each other. We were used to just kind of, like, letting it all hang out, especially at that point. And he was just so concerned about every little oh. detail that was going to come out of his mouth or how he's going to be portrayed. And he kept being afraid he was going to be the villain. And I was mm-hmm. like, babe, there's no way that you as a person could ever be the villain. I Like, mm-hmm. you just need to calm down and be yourself. But he, like, couldn't do it. So, I felt almost like felt connected to him because I just like felt really like felt for him and I wanted him to have this experience because I I I felt similar to him when I went on Bachelor I was just like concerned for how I'd be portrayed and like being afraid of saying the wrong things but I learned really quickly that no as long as you're not like a bad person essentially you're gonna be Mm -hmm. fine and um, he couldn't get past that and then he was just I guess his mom must have given him a crazy speech before he left <laughs> because he would not stop bringing up his mom I was like okay I can't really get um, in an intimate uh-huh. place with you if you keep talking about your mom so let's like try to move on but
1: nope <laughs> it, it is funny I mean I get it I, I talked about last week you know it was brought up hey he'd only been there a night before he wasn't comfortable yet I get the idea of I remember the first time I watched it with my whole family, my grandparents and uh and everything and my grandma was watching me make out on TV. Like it isn't fun. It's, weird, it's yeah. not something I <laughs> desire or necessarily want, but if you're going to go on the show, you got to get over it quickly.
3: Exactly. Like you're there, you signed up for it, you and he knew what, what the show was. He watched it every week with his mom. So yeah. I just don't understand why you struggled so much, but yeah, I mean he's a sweet, simple soul, Matt Donald.
1: <laughs> was he endearing? Like, did, did yeah? I mean, obviously you and Brie both found him at some level. Like, you're attracted to him. You're into mm-hmm. him. Was it in like was his worries and fears endearing?
3: Um, at first it was endearing, but towards like a few days, you're like, okay, come on, dude. Like, we only yeah. have so much time here. Like, don't waste it. Like, let's make the most of it. And I think he's he started to get there towards the end and. And then he got again in his head when he realized he was now in a love triangle and didn't, oh. was so <laughs> concerned with like how our feelings, which was like very sweet. But I was like, dude, we also signed up for that. Like knowing that we're all dating multiple people, like we're going to be okay. Like he almost yeah. felt like he was Blake in this situation where he was doing all the stagecoach things, but actually didn't do much besides like kiss each of us after we had to basically do it ourselves. So. <laughs>
1: Oh man, if there's one, I mean, this is almost humorous and Matt, I hope you listen to this episode because you have a guy, let's say like Dean and Dean is one of my best friends. I love Dean. He's a good dude, but we know Dean, right? He's a little bit confused. He has a hard time, but he's like super, like he is super charming. He is very honest. So Dean does not like really lie. He knows like what he wants. He says it, even if it's like the worst possible thing to say in the moment and him and Dean in a love triangle. I don't know if he can handle it. Like he's not made for it. I don't know if anybody is. But he like navigates it and it uh-huh. like it, it gets messy because he navigates it so well and he like can bring everybody along with him. Yeah. But Matt Donald in a love triangle <laughs> is like literally like humorous. Like he it's shuts funny because, down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like he's done. Like no poor, poor, poor can't guy. Handle he's, so, it. <laughs> he's overwhelmed. <laughs> he's, so, yeah. He would so like be drowning. People.
3: I know. We, I, there'd be points where like I was sitting besides him and then Brie was on the other side and he would just sit there like twiddling his thumbs he couldn't even talk it was it was rough
1: (laughs) oh oh, well okay rough we're gonna bring it in here uh matt donald talks about his mom uh you are pushing him to try to get physical in some type of way (laughs) even with a kiss it's a funny kind of like pulled out scene and all of a sudden (laughs) the kiss happens and it flashes back to a moment were well, earlier this season, you mentioned that Colton Underwood <laughs> was a bad kisser and uh, it was agreed upon by, I don't know, one or two other people there on the beach and it became a storyline, a headline yeah. um, afterwards. All right. First off, who's a better kisser, Matt Donald or Colton?
3: I will just say that there was more behind Matt Donald's kisses than there were Colton's.
1: <laughs> what do you mean by this? I think everybody owes a little bit more explanation.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Not to like kiss and tell, but to kiss and tell. Um. I just think Colton, one, he was a virgin, which is like, we were all fine with that. I just don't think there was a lot of passion behind the kisses he was giving us, which to like, I mean, he didn't like us. So that could have been why those kisses were not that passionate. Um, They weren't messy. So they were clean cuts, not really passionate kisses. So that could have been a lot of different elements. Um, Yeah.
1: (laughs) Were you ever like going home? Because I remember during my time as a bachelor, there was, you know, you do start to develop stronger feelings for others pretty soon, pretty early on. And you, you start to kind of know who you're into and who you're not. But then again, there's always surprises and you try to stay open to it. But it is hard. It is really hard to be at a cocktail party and you're kissing somebody and you're enjoying it. And then somebody else comes around, you start kissing them and it's like not as good. And then somebody else comes around the corner. I mean, it could be like five people yeah, in one night. You get
3: like lazy towards the end of the night, I'm sure. You get
1: tired. <laughs> so like, tired. I can't move
3: my tongue anymore.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's so much. And then like as the nights go on, Sydney, I don't know if you can relate yeah i don't want to mention any names but there's like a couple girls that would eat like the snacks and so like they'd have like the little (laughs) hot dog rolls and then at the end of the night like after four hours of champagne and hot dog rolls their breath is not awesome (laughs) like it is not fantastic and mine isn't probably either but then we're still kissing because it's the time that we have it's all we've got using it
3: wisely Um, I will say Colton has very good breath, which was (laughs) at least nice. Yeah, I could see that. There's a lot of things that go into it. I think ultimately Colton and I just weren't a match and it came across in our kisses. So... Yeah. Not to harp on him anymore, but <laughs> it just wasn't well, I mean, for
1: me. It's fine. It was it was something that brought attention, to uh, that came, that brought its own attention. Even Colton tweeted about it, talked yeah. about it. Cassie tweeted about it, talked about it. I think they laughed it off. I mean, oh. if I'm Cassie, I'm looking back at it and going, I'm glad he wasn't a good kisser to you exactly. because it's better for me. But it's still, it comes with its own, you know, when you're The Bachelor, it comes with its own criticism. Right? How good of a kisser you are uh, definitely gets talked about. However, I don't think it ever got brought up with me, meaning I probably wasn't.
3: So you were killing um, it in the kiss- kissing department. <laughs> I don't think I
1: was. Like, I think I was so bad, people were like, yeah, we're not going to talk about it. Like, yeah, let's not beat the guy up. Anyways, okay. So Matt, Donald, and you uh, have your kiss. Sparks are flying, at least you think so. And then we get to the rose ceremony and you go home.
3: Yeah. Adios. Um, yeah, that last rose ceremony was pretty crucial for me and Matt to ever push anything f- any further for like forward. Um, I remember when Chris came in and was like, okay, so cocktail parties canceled, figure your shit out and let's, let's do this. And I just, again, saw, saw Matt immediately shut down and just, like, almost, like, have an internal freak out. Oh, and no. I was like, oh, God, I don't think he knows what he's going to do. So I remember saying to him, I was like, listen, like, as we were walking out, I was like, whatever decision you make, like, make sure it's yours. Don't worry about, like, what your mom's going to think or, like, what everyone's mm-hmm. going to think or, like, what you should do. Just, like, make it based off of, like, what you want. So I think <laughs> because I said that, maybe it was – um it turned to me going home. So maybe I shouldn't have said that, but uh, yeah, but I think he had it coming to him when Brie broke up with him the next day. So, oops.
1: <laughs> so we'll close out this storyline and then move on to the next. Yeah. If you are around on the beach, do you go to the fantasy suites with Matt?
3: If I was, around. That what's next?
1: I think that's what's next, right? Fantasy yeah. week or yeah. So if he chooses you over Brie and you're mm-hmm. there, Brie obviously right away broke up with him, said, Hey, I don't think we're feeling each other. What do you do if you're in her situation?
3: Um, Actually, I don't know that I would have gone to fantasy suites with him just because he was so torn and so unsure. And I never want to feel like someone's unsure about me. And I never want to feel like I'm putting myself into a situation where I'm like trying to convince someone to share feelings for me. So I probably at that point would have gone home myself.
1: Yeah, every, When stuff gets real, yeah. then all of a sudden crazy stuff starts happening. Um, I have one comment to make, yes. Sydney. Breeze is savage. <laughs> that like, was rough. That, so, like that like, week or that night or whatever on this episode with Luke going up to him oh and being God. like, yeah, this isn't going to work. And then walking back and just standing there. I mean, the way she did it and then walked back and stood <laughs> there and confidently stared at him. I was like, this girl has major confidence and Seriously. also like... And everybody's laughing. Like, every, I mean, I'm laughing at home because it's so awkward. Oh, it's, it's not so like a funny laugh. It's like an, uh, yeah, very uncomfortable laugh. Yeah. Was it that uncomfortable in person? Oh, it was horrible.
3: And like, no one really knew what Luke was going to do with his rose anyways. And then it kind of, it was kind of random that he picked Brie. We were all kind of like, are you kidding? Like, <laughs> yeah. First of all, Brie was in this weird love triangle with Matt. And then he was like, anyways, Brie, you want to you wanna get out of here? I don't know. Um, yeah, so it was very uncomfortable. I think Luke was just kind of floundering around. And I guess he want, wanted to fall for the supermodel as well. I don't, it didn't turn
1: out for him either. Supermodel. Will, I mean, hey, Brie is a supermodel. I, I don't know what like her status is as a model. But mm-hmm. we will not use supermodel because I've heard it so much on the show already. I know. I was like, already, stop saying like, supermodel. Yeah, it's, it's so rough. Just stop, stop saying
3: it. Yeah, okay.
1: <laughs> um. Yeah. So then Bree goes to the beach and uh, and again, well, in the storyline with then she does the same thing to Matt yeah. confidently asks him to go home. Sydney, there's a few moments during this show when, you know, we, one of the major questions we always get asked by listeners uh, and friends and fans is is the show what it looks like on TV and my my response is always yes it's yeah. it's obviously cut down and it's it's condensed but for the most part when i watch it back i w- at least when i'm on the seasons i feel like i you know that's what happened and yeah. when, when i've been there there's a few moments when you're a contestant uh that you're sitting there and something is happening similar to the Bree breaking up with Luke thing and you go this is what people pay big money to watch and i have a front row seat and it's no. awkward and it's weird <laughs> but i'm here yeah like, is that how that felt
3: oh 100 i mean it's just like pure entertainment at its finest plus you're just like exhausted and just been there forever so you you're just looking for things to entertain you and i mean that <laughs> was even though really sad to watch it was pretty entertaining
1: <laughs> Breakups yeah. happen. you see a lot of them um... Uh, a couple that is not breaking up, and I want to move on to next, yes. uh, is the Demi and Christian storyline. So to give a little background information, uh, we're doing all these little summaries because the episodes are winding down. Uh, Demi had a relationship with Derek, mentions uh, that she's in love with somebody Um Back home, Christian comes to the beach and romance flies, but they have their own issues and their own things to work through, just like any couple does. And on this episode, we really start to see all of it kind of coming to an head like these really tough conversations are getting done after seeing them on the beach. Sydney, you know, I definitely understand where Demi's coming from. I, I, I can't relate because mm-hmm. I have never had the confidence um, or the courage to do what she's done, but I, but I am not interested in the same sex, so I, I can't relate with what she did. But I can imagine a little bit, I think mean, we all can, of how difficult it would be to come out, especially on national TV. Mm-hmm. So there is some worries on Demi's part about PDA and of what people are going to think and how people are going to feel. What's your perspective on the whole thing after watching them on the beach date for so long?
3: Yeah, I mean, I... I think the thing with Demi and Christian is like, ultimately the show is about finding love and trying to be your most authentic self while you do that. And I think with Demi finally deciding and realizing that Christian was that person for her, that she was being true to herself finally. And she was there to make that connection happen and to really see it like through. And I think paradise is the perfect place to do that. You have so much time on your hands. You're not worrying about work, your phone emails, anything you're just sitting there and you're literally working on your relationship. So even though it's this huge platform and it's like a difficult and very vulnerable thing to do, it's almost like one of the best places to, places to do it because that's what your main focus is and you can really hash things out so then by the time you get into the real world where there are all these eyes on you you can kind of just be confident within each other and just go forth and like hopefully have a successful relationship together I also found There's, it just like really refreshing
1: I, I think yeah it, I mean coming into this the beach did you realize how much time you're gonna have to actually explore relationships we see something that we never heard here in the real world which is it's awkward sometimes to hear but it's a statement. We had a really great conversation. I think it happened this week. Somebody <laughs> said it. we had a really great conversation. Now I didn't know if I'm going to propose or not. And it's like, whoa, wow, like great conversation right. proposal. I, but there's obviously these great conversations going on for weeks and weeks and weeks. And you mm. do it, when you're here uh, during this week of, of paradise, you do feel like, you know, these relationships well, and Christian and Demi are starting to get to know each other really well, probably.
3: Yeah. I think you're getting like to the meat of your relationships. It's not like out in the real world where you kind of do this like dating dance where you're, you do the whole show and tell and you take them on these fancy dates and you like try to be your best self where paradise, you're kind of like your true self and that you have no option but to just like see if that works for you. If that person as themselves is what you want in your life and it kind of just like takes away all the fluff and you help, it helps you to figure out like if this truly, if this person is truly for you and if it's going to work outside of this.
1: The, there's an interesting parallel, um, between Matt Donald and Christian. Mm -hmm. And so Matt Donald had been on the show for one night and then he shows up to paradise and it's all new to him. Right. He's like, Holy cow. I don't know this, how this works. I don't know how to date. And then you have Christian. Christian. Mm-hmm. who has never been on the show before, mm-hmm. who fell in love with somebody on the show. And I think I would say is kind enough who loves Demi enough to say, I'll go to the beach for you. Like yeah. I'll do this because of our relationship and what it, can, what it will mean to uh, to you to be here without any experience. And she dives right in. Like she's the one mm-hmm. kind of, coaching Demi how to be intimate she's coaching Demi how to express feelings she's also you know she's so do- dove in that Demi's even like you're flirting with everybody like you're too <laughs> nice to everybody did you feel that on the beach like was there ever awkwardness with Christian or she just a total like player like not play- players a worse word to use there like did she just totally dive in and and soaking in
3: No, she was simply there to be with Demi. And I think we all kind of needed her energy on the beach, especially at the end of things. She is the chillest person ever. And I think we all saw how she is able to ground Demi, where Demi is like this huge character and she's awesome and funny and hilarious. But like she brings Demi down to earth in the best way. And I think that we all love seeing that. And Christian is just like so easy to talk to you. And she was also this like, nice piece of reality that we were all missing after being there for a month so Mm -hmm. i think we all kind of welcomed her with like arms wide open at that point
1: it's a storyline uh that i can't wait to see continue to play out it is hey i'm telling you like this is game changing Mm -hmm. like this obviously like this you know we know watching this show there's moments you know last year with some of the religion talk and and some of the god talk and then you know then it became hannah's you know her, the the sex talk mm-hmm. this year, uh, this season, like this is a moment that's bigger than the show. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and Christian and Demi, I feel like, have done. I'm watching as fa- I'm a fan, like I'm watching as a fan, I have no clue. As a fan, I'm watching, I'm going, they've communicated and prepped themselves for what's going to happen next, like once the show ends, mm-hmm. really well because of the time they spent together in paradise.
3: Yeah, I think I agree. Yeah, I think that's what we all knew. It's like this is bigger than all of us. Even Derek yeah. said that that like not only are they being true to themselves in their relationship, but they're going to be able to show a true like girl on girl relationship that not a lot of people have seen especially watching this show and I think it's refreshing and I think it's what like america and the world kind of needs to see and i think they're doing a beautiful job of showing that and really working through their issues and i think that after paradise they are going to have this strong unit that they can go out into the world and just be this like light and be able to like show what a true relationship is no matter like whether that's man woman 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 anything they're just like what we're all looking for ultimately at the end of the day
1: love is the answer uh- yeah. Sydney, we have a couple really successful couples to talk about outside of Christian and Demi. Um, We're going to finish this by saying, uh, I'm just going to mention, and if you have anything to add on these couples, please chime in. Like anything interesting that you think the listeners would love to hear. Um, But after the rose ceremony, uh, Lucas goes home. Never happened before. We talked about it at the very beginning of Paradise. What would happen if somebody turned down the rose? Like what goes on then? And what we found out was that the question that gets brought up? Does anybody want to be with this dude? <laughs> nope. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Going home. So Luke S is going home. Uh, you Hay- and Haley both had the opportunity and Rev all had the opportunity to accept his rose and just stick around. Mm-hmm. But at that point, it's coming so close to the end, you're probably thinking there's no point, right?
3: Yeah. No, if that was what any of us wanted to have... um grown something with we would have done it already so at that point we we're like why start now i don't know <laughs> no one it's, wants a handout almost,
1: rose right <laughs> no and it's like kind of like i wonder what would happen if maybe you for example out of nowhere raise your hand like yeah i'll take it yeah
3: whatever why
1: what was about lucas where he didn't just didn't connect why did he, um, why were you into this guy
3: He is really great. He, I think, he's one of those. That's a nice way to start. (laughs) I I
1: like that.
2: (laughs) I,
3: I think he's one of those conspiracy theorist people, and he kind of came into paradise with like these ideas of what it was and what like he's being portrayed as, and like I think he just needed to chill out a little bit. I think he's a great guy deep down. I just think he was, I don't know, trying to fabricate this experience. Especially at the end, it was a little tough for him too because he couldn't start from like zero. He was kind of starting from like way behind and. Yeah, he just didn't do great in Paradise.
1: Yeah, it wasn't his thing. No. Some of it, even his like, social media like, comments and captions yeah. and stuff were like, you know, it's just much. not a good look. It's too much. Pull back. Like well, This yeah, show's done really a lot back. for you. You're good. Yeah, I, um, exactly. So Lucas goes home. Uh, Rev goes home. We don't see a lot of her. Um, she tries it. She gives it her best shot, but it's just not for her. One of my favorite people who I do not get to talk to anymore, but who was on uh, the season of The Bachelor with me mm-hmm. is Haley Ferguson. Oh, yeah. Um, Haley, you know... I felt like tried hard to find relationship. It didn't work out for her. Uh, she kind of bounced around, not because she wanted to, just because it's kind of the cards that she was dealt. Mm-hmm. And then ultimately she goes home. It, Haley just didn't, there just wasn't anybody there for her. Like yeah. it, the JPJ thing seemed like it could work. And then there just wasn't anybody else.
3: I was proud of her though. Cause she, that was the first time she's ever done the show without her twin. So it was like yeah. the first time her stepping out on like on her own and she gave it her all. And yeah, she just kind of came in too late, I think.
1: But she gave it a good showing. Like, I think she, she for doing it without her sister, Mm -hmm. who I think, I do think that was a big deal for her. Mm -hmm. um, I think she did really well. She was honest. She was vulnerable. Um, She tried and she pursued people. So, I mean, at the end of the day, you say, Haley, good job. Yeah, Like, you give it your best.
3: Exactly. I think that's what paradise you have to do. It's like, if you're going to be there, be there. And like, Give it your all talk to everyone figure out what you want figure out like what works for you and if not like you can at least be leave knowing that you did everything that you could don't go there and just like get a cocktail and chill on the beach because yeah. it's like why are you there yeah don't wa- yeah. don't waste your time don't waste other people's time and i don't think she did any of that so
1: you're yeah. taking up space and, exactly. and cindy you definitely didn't take <laughs> up space you had a great showing on paradise uh Thanks. you were a blast to watch not only uh, because of the way you handled really difficult situations, but because of your grace and your interest and your curiosity and the way you coached a lot of people through some really difficult things happening. Uh, Sydney, I give you an A plus Thank um, you. not for your <laughs> effort, because that feels like you you tried hard. You just did great. And Paradise feels like your playground. And I hope we can see you there again
3: Hopefully Soon. I won't still be single, but we'll see. <laughs> That's
1: a good point. Yeah, let's, let's, we'll let's still, we'll see if I figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> um, a couple other couples that um, stayed together during the rose ceremony, but ended quickly after the Chris Harrison comes in um, and talks about it being the last week uh, of Paradise or that Paradise is ending uh, in a sense. And he asked the couples to make the decision if they're going to stay or if they're going to go. Mm-hmm. Chase and Angela decide to break it off. JPJ and Tasha surprisingly, surprisingly break it off. Yeah. Tasha is the one that pushes for it. Were you shocked?
3: Um, I, that was what that one was going to go either way for me. Um I think that I've never like I said this on the show I've never seen her laugh like that. I've never been seen her so happy around someone as she was around JPJ. So for me as her friend I wanted her I want her to be happy. But the thing with this experience is that it's it's like a summer romance and then you kind of have to get to the end of summer literally and you're like okay now what what is this going to look like in the real world and I think she's been married before she's been burned before she went to the end of Colton season and she wants to make sure that something that she is going to take outside of this and bring home to her family again is going to be the exact right thing and I just think at that moment it just wasn't fully there for her. I, uh, I want to
1: have a little side discussion. And Every week, Sydney, we ask our listeners um, two questions to respond to on Twitter or through email. And we try to read them all and kind of get their perspective and, and learn kind of where we're at and what they're thinking. Here's the conversation this week. It hit me after watching a montage of JPJ and Tasha during the episode. Um, first off, I thought the montage was a little confusing. I didn't know we were that invested in their story. Like I liked their story, but it felt like they were trying to pull a tear out of my eye. And I was like, I mean, this is great, but like, I'm not feeling it anyways. It's interesting uh, to me that with paradise, you have this whole time to get to know each other. And it is, it feels like a long time when you're there from everything I hear and you do get to invest into your relationship. And then there's this time limit. Mm -hmm. There's this, decision point where you say we have to define our relationship and take a step in some way. We can't drag this out. Yeah. We can't just continue like it is. We have to say we're into this for the long term, or we're going to end it now. So before we get into what it's like on paradise, I want to ask you and our listeners, what do you think it would be like if we did that in the real world when it came to dating? Like what if we set a time limit on like hmm. date one where we're like, okay, I don't know where this is gonna go. This, I don't even know your name yet. Yeah. But in one month, if we're still talking, we have to define the relationship. Like, it, I love that, that. that's a, <laughs> you. You think that's a good idea? You I like think that? so.
3: I think the problem with dating these days is just so like murky, and no one really knows what's going on. Like half the time, you're you could talk to a guy for months at a time, and you barely even know his last name. Like it's just like weird. It's a weird time to be dating, and I think the as much as we can like. Get rid of all the fluff and just be like okay is this this is what i want is this what you want i think it's great i think that it's hard to do that because that scares people away and in this experience you're signing up to do that so i mean i would find that refreshing i'm just not sure how we would um implicate that but let's let's workshop some ideas
1: yeah so please email us at ben and ashley iheartmedia.com or uh talk to us on twitter and hashtag almost famous podcast here's something interesting uh couple weeks ago, we started an experiment where we asked people what makes love work, Sydney. So mm-hmm. uh, myself and a couple others uh, started asking older couples, couples that have been together for a while, new couples, cu- people that are single. Hey, what do you think love works? And the main answer was it's a choice. Yeah. Meaning, hey, you fall for somebody, you respect somebody, you appreciate somebody, you have all those things that you say, I like the person you are. But ultimately, after 50 years, 20 years, 10 years, a month, there is a moment where you start to wake up next to that person, if you're married or if you're not, whatever you choose to do, you start to look at that person at some point in the day and you have to say, I choose to love you. Mm-hmm. So the idea in this that you have to make a choice, a decision to move forward or to not to choose that person or not, it feels like we're close to being really healthy. And this is why I say this all Sydney as I watch this week's episode and all of a sudden Chris Harrison comes in, he says, Hey, it's over. You got to make a choice. And my first reaction was like, Oh, that's so weird. Like this feels awkward. Like why are we putting like, why all of a sudden do people need to figure out if they're going to get engaged or not or move forward or not? And then I started thinking about it and I'm like, I actually think it is healthy.
3: I think just, yeah, we all, we're all there for that. And I mean, I just, why waste anyone's time? I think Mm. you've had enough time to figure out the core of everyone. You spend a lot of time with them and it's like, yeah, let's not beat around the bush. We're leaving here. And because the problem is it's hard out in the real world, I would assume with these relationships that they're yeah. like fun and great when you're in the like bubble of bachelor nation. But when you're out in the world, you're going to deal with a lot of issues and like working out a lot of different factors. So I think that it helps solidify you if that's what you're going to do, or it helps to like l- let you not have to do that once when if you make the decision to leave separately. So I think it's it's good.
1: One thing, you know, I've, I've had been in a relationship outside of the show uh, with somebody from the show before, you know, after my season of The Bachelor. And one mm-hmm. of the things that really feels good, it like really is healthy. And mm-hmm. I still will stick this, is when somebody looks across the table from you and says, I choose you. Like yeah. if, when you're on this show and they're saying, I choose you, that feels good, right? It, it's comforting. But you don't know what happened. Like when you get off the show, it is a whole new beast. Mm-hmm. And I think there is a make or break moments where – you do know if you're right for each other or not. I think if you ju- decide to continue to say, I choose you, it can work. But whenever the seed of doubt starts to slip in of, Oh, is there other things out there? Oh, is there other opportunities out there? Yeah. Oh, there's so much attention on me. My Instagram's blowing up. Like people are calling me all this stuff. Then all of a sudden the noise starts to slip in and you start to forget the choice that you made on the show. And that's why, I think it's so important in this moment, this week of paradise mm-hmm. for these couples to sit down and say, I choose you no matter what happens, because this isn't going to be easy.
3: Exactly. I think that's why the engagement is the goal at the end, mm. because it's like a literal representation that you're choosing someone. And you it's a reminder of those choices that you make every time you look down at your hand and you're like, oh, I, I said those things. And I agreed to this. And I think the more that you can have that solid, like contract with each other, the better you are going forward.
1: Sydney, you are preaching well today. <laughs> um, hey, let's take a break, Sydney. We have a couple really successful couples to talk about. Uh, I think we covered all the couples that ended up deciding after the rose ceremony to to split up. I think uh, we have Matt and Bree split up. Chase and Angela obviously split up. We have JPJ and Tayshida split up, but we still need to talk. Dylan and Hannah, Clay and Nicole... And Chris and Katie. But before we do that, let's take one break, but we'll come back soon.
0: What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. For Trusted Protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician-recommended brand. Want to know where all the spring savings are this year? Ross, you'll find huge deals on all the latest spring trends.
1: At Ross, you'll find brand names for 20 to 60% off department store prices. You're definitely finding your next favorite outfit.
0: We're talking about savings on your favorite shirts and tops, and I mean every style for spring.
1: There's something for the guys, too. With deals on brand name shirts.
0: And you can get outside this spring with savings on outdoor tableware.
1: Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. If you really love savings, head to Ross today.
0: So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross. There's nothing like having a clean space. I can't say that I have it a ton with a toddler, but when I do... It's magical. And I also love it when I can add a little bit of my own sort of favorite candle, favorite scent, favorite throw blanket, you know, just express your personal style while the space is perfectly clean. Well, that's where Clorox and Tiva comes in because Clorox have these clean scents that'll fit your vibe with coconut grapefruit or lavender you can discover your own signature scent it's clean so it's that trusted clean that you know that you get with clorox and it's captivating with scents that just can speak to you with a powerful clean and refreshing scent clorox sentiva cleans like clorox and feels like confidence get yours now at a retail store near you You can use the promo code FAMOUS. That's promo code FAMOUS at TWC.health slash FAMOUS. Hey, it's Ben. And it's Ashley. And we want to let you know that choking is the fourth leading cause of accidental deaths.
1: LifeVac is the easiest, safest, and only non-invasive choking rescue device that can save the life of your loved one. Visit LifeVac.net and enter promo code ALMOSTFAMOUS to save 20% and secure your home kit today. That's lifevac.net and enter promo code Almost Famous. Okay, we've talked about the breakups. We've talked about the awkwardness. We've had a great time with Sydney. She's been terrific. One more round of applause, like three, four through the podcast. Sydney's killing it today. She's been awesome for us. Uh, Cindy, let's have a little fun and talk about the love that we're seeing on paradise. We'll start with the one couple that was the shakiest. I think, uh, Chris and Katie, Chris and Katie seem to be struggling. Katie's yeah. had her own moments of like, we haven't always been able to read Katie this season. She's had moments where it's like, are you drunk or are <laughs> you confused? But she's always been interested in Chris ever since their love kind of blossom. Yeah. And she's been a great supporter to him. Mm-hmm. Can I you think, break down their relationship? Yeah. So I think the
3: m- the biggest issue that those two are having is the fact that Chris has been on like a bajillion seasons and he's gone from being yeah. like the villain, the guy that gets almost engaged or I don't even remember, but like all he's gone through all the steps. Also, he was there when the show originated, which I don't think... I think it's when it was a little more savage. So, like, I think he's gone through the gamut with this show, and he has a little bit of trust issues, which I think anyone would. So, I think that he has very strong feelings for Katie, but I think he's also scared to show those feelings and in, in fear that something's gonna blow up in his face again. Um, and I think Katie is just the type of person that's very considerate and like cares very deeply, and is like kind of helping him through that. But I think. And what's happening is she's not getting a lot back from him right now. And it's hard for them to kind of meet in the middle. So they've like made little steps forward. I think they're just moving kind of slowly together.
1: When you're on the beach, how aware are you of these, like where each couple are at?
3: Um, I feel like I was very aware because I had a lot of time just like hanging out on, on my own. <laughs>
1: oh.
3: I was like front row seat watching all the love happen, which was like great. I mean, it's like refreshing to see. Um, so I think I saw a lot of it, so I was pretty aware of a lot of the things. I also was like friendly with all the guys and all the girls, so I talked to a lot of the people. So I had kind of like a good idea of where everyone was at, which is kind of why I think I was like the narrator for most of this season. Um, yeah. But yeah, I... Katie and Chris, I was like rooting for them, but I think they were, they had a lot of uh, conversations that they still needed to have, especially at this point.
1: The watching this week's episode, there is a lot of time where I was like telling, like wanting to tell Chris, just talk like you're, you're, you know what you want to say. You're not saying it. And you're like, I almost felt like there was a moment where, when he was like dragging this breakup out or whatever he was doing, he was going to be like, but I love you. And I want to be with you forever. Like it felt like he never could get to a place of like any clarity. Yeah. And I got to give Katie credit Yeah. because when we just talked a second ago about Sydney with about, about, like choosing somebody even through like their, their difficulties, even through their confusing moments, what Katie did in that moment was one of the most compelling scenes I've ever seen in this franchise because she said, Chris, I know what you're doing, Yeah. but I care about you and I know you care about me. Mm-hmm. I know you're difficult. Like I know you have issues, but I want to be with you through those. That was yeah. really cool.
3: That was like a real life conversation that we got to witness. It was I yeah. think Katie made that choice back when Chris decided to choose her, so she got her validation. She was like, "Great. This is this is it for me. I'm going to push this forward." And then Chris I think was on that same page, but he was doing the thing where he was like, "No, let me just sabotage this maybe and like all like almost testing her in a way." And I'm really happy that she kind of like dug her feet in and really like got what she needed out of him, even though it was like a terrible answer. Like she said. but she, I think she was just like going with her gut and knew the man he was and knew like that deep down that they were right for each other. She was just kind of like giving him a little grace in that moment.
1: Yeah. She did a great job. And I mean, she, she, you can tell she cares about him and it's good to see them moving forward together because I think they're one of those couples that don't, quite have it all figured out but it feels like it's moving in a good direction and there's going to be big like hurdles in their way as they try to move forward
3: yeah i think they're working through a lot of the things that they need to work through so then when they're outside of this they're going to be in a better place
1: I don't know how you could have an argument with Katie though. In her eyes, like I, know, I would just be the done. Rising. I would be done. Like yeah, I, I, I can't. Know,
3: like, you can just get like
1: melt. <laughs> I think that's so probably why good.
3: he didn't make any sense. He was looking <laughs> yeah, in her
1: eyes. He's, he's he, The ocean was a lot less intimidating. He was than like, her eyes anyways. Um, we'll kind of go in order here. They had a lot to figure out. Clay and Nicole kind of have. It feels like they're right on edge. Sydney, I really don't know how to read their relationship and I need your help for it. They've they've been good. Then they've kind of gone back and forth. And now it feels like they're good-ish.
3: Yeah, good-ish is a great way to describe what's happening right now. Um, I think they were like solid from the beginning and I was very much on their team. I'm always like friends. I'm obviously friends with Nicole, but I was good friends with Clay too. And I just loved them together. I was like their child, I felt like. So I was rooting for them. I think what happened was Clay got in his head once Angela walked down that beach and it kind of just like blew everything up for him. I think that was the last thing he expected to happen and he didn't really know how to deal with it. And he was trying to like maneuver this weird weird world that he was just thrust into and i think that's why he's so in his head it's hard for someone just to like jump in head first when they know they have all these like all this baggage that they're carrying now literally right in front of them so
1: yeah a little but rocky. They've made it the whole time. Like they're they one have. of what? Because I, I can't remember. Is are Chris and Katie day one couple? Mm, they were they're
3: ho- like a they were like a week or two in, I think. They, but they were pretty early. Um, but Clay and Nicole, I think they were like that was the first date that Clay had. It was like the second day there, I feel like, and they yeah. were pretty rock solid from there on out.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like they have been solid. This I want them to work. Same. Um, I like the way they treat each other.
3: I know they're I, so cute, and they're just like. Yeah goofy and he's like this huge teddy bear and she's this like sassy fiery latina and it's i don't know i like it together it
1: works i just I, I don't have as a fan right now i'm watching it and i feel like they're the one couple i'm like i don't know i know like, i just don't see it right now I we'll see we'll Damn. see <laughs> we're rooting for him though Exactly. Like to see it work exactly uh, okay finally um the, the king and queen of paradise, the couple that's been together since the beginning, <laughs> you don't see a lot of them anymore because I feel like they're just either in the boom boom room as we saw once or they're yeah, eating. They're, exactly. Um,
3: there was a whole day where we we're like, where the heck are Hannah and Dylan? <laughs> they were. I'm pretty sure they're in the boom boom room all day. So. Good for them, honestly. God bless them. Yeah. <laughs> air conditioning.
1: Um, Hannah G and Dylan have found love in paradise. We saw it, uh, this week on the one-on-one. Um, they're so happy. Mm -hmm. Uh, they're, they, it feels like there's not a lot to see because they're just good. And it feels like they need to get out of paradise now to move the relationship forward. Tell us Sydney, from your perspective, what that relationship has been like. It was rough at the beginning. We saw that part, but as you, in the seat that you sat in, like, what was it like to watch this?
3: I mean, from an outsider's perspective, all of us were like, it's obviously Dylan. He's in love with you. He's been patient with you as you've been going from like a couple different guys and dealing with all of Blake's BS at the time. We were all like, it is Dylan, just pick Dylan. But she was so torn. So it was hard for us watching it. We were like, he's obviously the choice for you, but I'm glad that she eventually got there. But we a lot of us were team Dylan as far as him choosing or Hannah choosing him.
1: Yeah. And then once she did, I mean, it was kind of game over, right? Yeah. Did, did you feel the switch? What they kind of, again, let's I mean, it's a theme of the podcast, but when she said, okay, I know there's going to be other people coming down the, the stairs. Some of them might even be intriguing at some level, but Dylan, I, I, and I think she might even said these words, I'm choosing you. Like, this is what I'm investing into. Yeah. Did you, could you tangibly feel the switch in a relationship? Yes.
3: I think that one rose ceremony where she didn't choose Blake and she chose Dylan was when the switch happened and that's all Dylan needed needed to like literally run for the hills and go straight to like basically wanting to marry her. Um, And I think at some point in paradise, you have to kind of choose like you decide there's people coming in, you know, that's going to happen, but like you can't just get distracted. You kind of have to work on whatever relationship that you have. If you want to get to where, they got in the end where it was engaged or hopefully that what they got where they're at right now and hopefully get to an engagement but yeah it was just that one switch that they needed and they were kind of like set from there on out and none of us had to worry about them anymore
1: <laughs> uh, you brought up something that i think is is interesting the boom boom room yes. so I, you know, a lot of people have different ideas and different feelings on sex and physical intimacy. And then, you know, you add in cameras and millions of people watching and it enhances those feelings a little bit in some way. At what point, because I think everybody goes in saying, you know, I I have some, you know, type of things I want people to see and not see and, you know, et cetera, like some privacy. Mm -hmm. I know from my own experience at some point that all goes out the window. Like, yeah. it, it flies fast <laughs> away, and you forget everything, and you just don't care. In yeah. paradise, when does that happen?
3: Um, Pretty quickly in paradise. You're there f- all day long with each other, and you kind of just stop caring. I mean, you're there sweating with each other, eating with each other, talking about left and right, like, all kinds of nonsense. So you're just kind of like, whatever at this point. Like, I'm here. I signed up for it. I'll deal with whatever <laughs> I'm portrayed as afterwards. And you kind of just learn to live in the moment, I think. And I think, yeah, that's why... People aren't afraid to go to the boomer room. I mean, you're in the heat of the moment. Why, like, stop there?
1: I mean, I can think of one reason <laughs> your mom. My mom. <laughs> uh-huh.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, can you imagine if Matt Donald somehow, some way made the choice? Like, how his anxiety the no next morning. No way. <laughs> <laughs> well, he man, would have had we...
3: a mental breakdown for sure, which is probably why I wouldn't have gone.
1: Oh, so, so sad. It'd, be, it'd yeah. be the worst, funniest, worst scene ever. Um, no, thanks. <laughs> and then we've talked about Demi and Christian and their relationship flourishing and moving forward in a really good direction. Hey, son, do you have one more second here? I, we always like to read user emails when we get time. And I have yeah. two or three I just want to throw at you. Let's do it. So... There's a question now from Valerie who set up prom for JPJ and Tasha? says, so JPJ set up prom for Tasha. I know they're in paradise and can't go to the store to purchase things. Yeah. If someone sets up something like that, do you get a producer to help?
3: Um. Yeah, I think it's like an art department thing where you, you come up with your idea, you can talk to your producer and then they can kind of get the ball rolling. I mean, I would love to go to like party city and pick up my own stuff to leave the beach, but we're not allowed to. So you kind of have to have people set it up for
1: you. The exit process from Lexi. So I'm sitting here watching Bachelor in Paradise. Lexi says, I find myself each week wondering who the heck packs the bags for contestants Uh (laughs) when someone leaves Paradise unexpectedly they are always seen getting straight into the limo. So how do they get get their bags packed? Oh man! Just drive circles around and then let the contestants come back and pack.
3: I wish. No, there's these sweet handlers that are with us through the whole process. Who kind of like our little moms, and they pack your bags for you. And you hope your stuff ends up in those bags. Um, I can say from when I left Colton season, I lost a lot of stuff.
1: <laughs>
3: oh, <laughs> yeah, oh, I was not planning oh. on leaving, but you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs>
1: You got to do what you got. Yeah, it's true though. I mean, I guess for me, I never got to fully experience that on the bachelorette because I, it was, I was in Ireland for another couple days after Mm -hmm. I got sent home, but you do travel the world with like one bag and you have a lot of people holding on to a lot of different things of yours. And you just hope at some point after like (laughs) two months that it shows back up. Yeah, You don't know where you have no idea. (laughs) And Sydney, I will tell you, this is actually a credit to the show. I lost a lot of things during the show and afterwards they found each and every one really? of them.
3: Really, That's impressive. Yeah, I did get like a jacket and like a couple things back. And I remember texting and being like, okay, this dress is here. This thing is here. So they, they work with you. But I mean, there all of us are living in one room with big suitcases, suitcases and all of our stuff is kind of everywhere. So you end up lo- losing stuff. But I mean, it is what it is.
1: <laughs> Which makes me think maybe the show like secretly like takes something just to freak you out a bit. And then at some point sends it back. I mean, it definitely heightens
3: the drama when you're living out of a
1: suitcase. (laughs) Definitely heightens the drama. Of course it does. Um, All right. Final question here for you, Sydney. Yes. This is a cool one. Uh, Jojo and Jordan's from Monica. Monica says, have, we all, have you all discussed the fact that Jordan re-proposed to JoJo? Does this mean their first proposal, proposal was more like, 'Hey, will you be my girlfriend rather than will you be my wife? He even gave her a different ring. What are your thoughts on this? Sydney, I'll let you start and I'll finish. Yeah.
3: I think that, I mean, you grow in relationships and I feel like they were in a good place when they got engaged and they were ready to start their lives together. But now they have a completely new life together. And I think that's Jordan and JoJo's way of saying like, I still choose you again and I I even know our lives are different and this is where we're at. Like, I still choose you at the end of the day and I want to keep doing that. And I think that's like an affirmation that everyone kind of wants in a relationship and it's a beautiful thing that he did.
1: I agree. I think it's awesome. I think after a few years of figuring it out, of knowing that they're still the one getting busy. Like we said, tons of pressure getting thrown on you. There's a lot of activity around you and noise. I think the noise, no matter what it's re- it's probably almost impossible to block out all the noise. And so even if you let the noise get in a little bit and your relationship kind of separates or whatever, when you can come back together and say, I know I still choose you. Mm-hmm. I think it matters. It's like in my eyes, it was like renewing the vows. Exactly. You know, it's like renewing the proposal. It's yeah. freshening it up. It's making it real again because after a few years it could feel distant.
3: More them this time too, or like she has yeah. a ring that he picked out that wasn't like he chose from four. He went to the store and decided like what was her and like what was them, and I think that's just like a, be- a better way to solidify like they are together and they love each other fully, and yeah, love wins.
1: <laughs> um, su- super pumped for them. I hope uh, and wish them the best. They're both great, and obviously I think JoJo's amazing, and uh, you know Jordan is is a stud. So good for them. <laughs> All right, Sydney, uh, final two thoughts on the episode. This is a big episode, a lot to talk about. I really do, all of our listeners and all of us here at iHeart, really appreciate you stepping in and uh, co-hosting today. It's been fun to kind of bring in contestants to co-host with us because your insight is a lot better than ours could ever be, but you've been awesome. So thank Thank you, Sydney. Um, Before you leave, there's two storylines that didn't really fit into the mold of what we were talking about, but we have to discuss them. One is a sad one. Um, I guess both have sad pieces. But one ends in a happy ending. Blake and Christina. Yes. Is it a real thing? Was he just looking to f- fix his time? Like, what was that?
3: Oh, I mean, I don't know. My opinion on that was that if Blake really felt that way about Christina, he should have done that from day one and not come in and be like, I'm for Hannah, I'm for Tasha. I'm over here. I'm, like, he would just, if I'm Christina, I would be like, why now? Like, after yeah. all of this, after all this mess, we're at the end, like, it's like too little, too late. And mm-hmm. I think that's exactly how she felt. And even if it was genuine for like, I don't really know. Um, I feel like he was just kind of scrambling at the end and it, it wasn't fully like there. Um, and it was unfortunate. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it was just hard to track. Again, it was one of those storylines, yeah. And I think it's the theme, Sydney. I think you all did a great job. I think it was a theme of this paradise that it was hard for us watch or viewers mm-hmm. to understand these relationships because I felt like there was so much bouncing around and conflict and then confusing things yeah. that it was hard to track exactly what was happening at every moment. For whatever reason, it felt more overwhelming to me mm-hmm. this season, and I've talked to a bunch of other people that are very uh, sold out on watching Bachelor in Paradise, and they kind of agree. Like It's hard yeah. to track right now.
3: Exactly. Well, I will say like, specifically for Christina and Blake, that was felt the same way, me watching it being there. I was like, huh? You're for you're yeah. doing what now? So that one wasn't even showed for us. I agree with a lot of the other relationships. You didn't get to see them, but Blake and Christina weren't really doing anything besides giving each other friendship roses. And all of a sudden Blake was like, oh, it's Christina. I'm in love with her. I don't know. It was weird. Um. So that one was yeah. panned out correctly. That makes sense.
1: Then. Yeah. So maybe just what, like what it just was like what we saw on TV that. was exactly what happened. Uh, On the show. The next one is uh, Connor and Kaylin have a romance that blossomed after Dean left paradise. Again, we talked about Dean earlier. He's compelling. He's Mm -hmm. great. He's a friend of mine. So I speak highly of him. um, So I'm biased, but then he does a typical Dean move and he leaves and then he comes back, which is not a typical Dean move, which shows how much he cares. She's in a relationship with Connor at the time. They seem to be doing well. But you all knew, we all knew at least watching, hey, she's going to go back with Dean. Did you know she was going back with Dean? Like, was yeah. it ever a question?
3: I had a strong feeling that she was going to go back with Dean. I think Connor is great and she was waiting to meet him towards the beginning, but I think all of her feelings that she had for Dean were just kind of thrown onto Connor. So that's why it kind of escalated really quickly, but it wasn't fully, I think she was just like masking how she was upset about Dean leaving. And Connor sure. was unfortunately like... Uh, took the brunt of that um yeah i, I knew deep down she was going to cho- choose dean
1: it's hard not to choose dean
3: i know i mean She's he's great that, even though he's like a hot mess he at least owns his hot messery Yeah, so. he's
1: like a he's like a beautiful he's like a beautiful cockroach you know like, <laughs> but like you want to hate him you don't want to like him but yeah. all, and like everything like <laughs> like a lot of things he does you're like nobody would be okay with this and then you look at him and you're like gosh dang it like <laughs> Yeah, he's not That's that a bad great
3: way is
1: to describe he? him. Yeah. Yeah, not that, that bad. Uh but it works out in the end. Uh Whitney shows up to the beach, finds out Connor isn't there and she goes back to the Vedanta in Puerto Vallarta to find Connor and it feels like yeah, it's going to work. Like it, it feels yeah. like it was the right thing and it all worked out in the end.
3: Two super hot people just finding each other and I think that was beautiful. Yeah.
1: Who's super hot, people? I mean that when Connor takes off his shirt, I feel all sorts of weird. Right? And then, he's like
3: no, no fat on his body; it's insane.
1: And he's like six six. So my excuse, oh listen to this: my excuse, my whole life has been, hey, I I work out a lot. I'm in shape. Like I'm, you know, I'm not gonna take off my shirt, and you're gonna be like, holy cow, like that guy is ripped. Like you're never gonna say that about me. But I, I feel good about who I am. Like right. I feel good about it. I've, I've had moments. Like college was a little bit worse than now. Um, <laughs> but my excuse is I'm not ripped. Because I'm 6'4". Like, I'm tall. So, like, it's hard for me to get the big muscles. Like, that happens to small guys. And, like, that's the thing they got going for them. And, like, I can't get this six-pack because I I don't have that body type. That's what I say. And then I see (laughs) dorks like Connor. Dorks in a good way. Like, I like Connor. I've met him. But I get really jealous because that dude, I mean... It's
3: just it's like it, genetics, got... right? Like you can't even yeah. fault them for it. You're like, dude. Dang ain't... it, mom and dad. <laughs> I know. We'd, get, it. we'd go back in the womb and figure it <laughs> out.
1: <laughs> yeah. Shut up. Gosh dang it. Yeah. Well, two beautiful people find each other on the beach and love blossoms. Hey, that's been a podcast, Annie. I think we're done. I'm out of breath. Oh. I'm tired. That was a lot. That was Holy great. cow. <laughs> Are you tired? Anything you want to talk about? Anything you want to promote? Uh, you want to find friends in LA? You've moved to LA. If anybody's listening and has any opportunities for commercials, acting, modeling for Sydney and LA, please. Dancing, all DM the her.
3: things. If you want me to dance yeah. at your wedding? I can do that anytime in Paradise. I'm here for all of it. So, yeah.
1: Hey, Sydney, you've been the best. Taco, we appreciate Taco. you. <laughs> um, hey, we say this every week. Just follow my lead. Trust me on this. I've been Ben.
3: I'm sorry. What? <laughs>
1: All right. <laughs> okay. Repeat after me, but use your name in place of mine. Okay. Okay. I've been Ben.
3: I've been Sydney.
1: And we'll talk to you soon. Follow the Ben and Ashley I, almost famous podcasts on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Want to know where all the spring savings are this year? Ross. You'll find huge deals on all of the latest spring trends.
0: At Ross, you'll find name brands for 20 to 60% off department store prices. You're definitely finding your next favorite outfit at
1: Ross. We're talking about savings on your favorite shirts and tops. I mean, every style for spring.
0: There's something for the guys, too, with deals on brand name shirts.
1: And you can get outside this spring with the savings on outdoor tableware.
0: Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. If you really love savings, head to Ross today.
1: So, what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I
0: mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this?
1: On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture... And how to afford it all, with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course.
0: Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Childproofing people's homes is hard, but Duracell is making it just a bit simpler. Not only are they committed to educating parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of battery safety... a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to keep your baby's skin healthy and dry. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin, Free and Gentle cleans better without risk of tearing. It's made from 100% plant-based cloth that grips the mess and is five times stronger. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. For Trusted Protection, Trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician-recommended brand. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you.